Hello and welcome everybody to the Mad Men Recap. Uh, we are coming to you live again, high atop the Brooklyn studios, and also uh, from our Columbus studios uh, in Ohio. I am your host, Paul, and uh, there in Columbus we have John. How are you, Dr. John? Hello, I'm doing great. I can't wait to get to the show. I know you can't. Uh, here's the thing. I'm, I'm, I'm sad to announce there will be a, a hole in the program tonight. Uh, Kate, our very special guest, uh, is not will not be joining us. She is feeling a bit under the weather, John. Oh, that's too bad. Uh, there's something in the air tonight uh, here in New York. There's an allergy kind of thing floating around, and it's difficult not to sneeze and sniff and cough. So uh, we will I'll just save her for next show uh, and leave you wanting, John. <laughs> well, well. With that said, uh, we are uh, recapping the suitcase, John, here in season four of Mad Men, and um, as always, we have learned another three things, John. All right. Number one: by the time you're 26, John, you should be almost completely over birthdays. I disagree with that. I and just I had one; it was great. I am tired of saying this to you. I'm serious. <laughs> Number two: living with Pete Campbell. Is like being kicked by a fetus. <laughs> now, to be honest with you, being kicked by a fetus not so bad. <laughs> oh, oh, really? I mean, well, I, I, I'm imagining a fetus next to me, uh, kicking me in the ankle. Moving on. All right. Uh, and lastly, uh, a duck can can beg. Um, he can also poop on carpets, and these are two qualities he learned from our friend Chauncey. I think I think it's Chauncey. I think. I think you may be right, uh, Chauncey. Uh, he he is a he's a hell of a teacher, John. He taught Duck very well. Um, so I think overall, incredible episode, John. I got to tell you, I kind of just want to get right to it. Tell me how it starts off. All right, so we get started off with uh, in the office. Our good friend Harry Crane is handing out boxing tickets. These are uh, tickets to Liston Cassius Clay fight on the twenty fifth of May, nineteen sixty five. Now, this is, uh, people may know this fight. This is a very famous fight. It's the second Liston Clay fight. The first one uh, was made Cassius Clay famous. He took the title, and he was jumping around screaming, I'm a, ba- I'm a bad man. I'm king of the world. This fight, which we're going to hear about later tonight, is the one where he's standing over top of Liston with his arm cocked in one of the most famous photos in, uh, in sports history. This is true. And, uh, and so the fight is in Maine. Because New York could not get uh, boxing privileges. Actually, Massachusetts couldn't. Uh, so nobody's going to drive up to Maine. They're all going to go to a Broadway theater where they're going to broadcast it on a screen in closed-circuit TV. Crane got the tickets for free, probably from work, and he's giving them out. Uh, the Cranes get a couple. The Campbells and the Cosgroves all get a couple. And our our little friends, uh, I think some people have called them Douche Crew, too. Douche Crew, too. Uh, is made to pay. We got uh, Danny, Stan, and Joey. Uh, are all wait now? Uh, yeah, oh, wait. Joey's the art, the 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 sketch guy. Joey's the sketch guy, right? Danny's the, the very small new creative guy. New creative guy. And Stan is head of the art department. So you may remember on the last episode, I couldn't come up for uh, a a term for for Stan. I didn't want to call him a douche because we've been doing that a lot. And I was watching the uh, Jersey Shore. Actually, I wasn't. And um, I thought it. I thought uh, it would be great uh, if we called Stan a jerk off. That's what I'm going to be calling Stan, John. And you're basing this on Jersey Shore him, and him being a jerk off. Okay. Sorry. As a side note, moving on. So, uh, so everybody's getting the uh, the tickets. Don walks in, gets his ticket, puts a hundred dollars down on Liston, 
uh, as Whoa. the guys are arguing who's going to win, who's not. And uh, they're going to say, hey, Dodd, join us at the Palm beforehand for some uh, dinner and entertainment. It's like, absolutely. And, uh, <laughs> I love that. It's just like, oh, yeah, we'll see you guys there. And then doesn't he go to Blankenship? Uh, I want you to get me a table anywhere else but there. Yeah, pretty much. Honestly, why would anyone want to hang out with those guys? That's a great question, which will not be answered. So we get into the office, and uh, we're, we're pitching for Samsonite. And this is another holdover client. You may remember that it was the Samsonite pitch where we saw Freddie wet his pants. So oh, they've come. That? Oh, okay. They brought him with them. Yeah, so they have come over and given him business to the new company. So this is a, a four-man pitch. Uh, it's a little, like, football gig using Joe Namath, who at this point has yet to win the Super Bowl. Not uh, so famous. Not yeah, not as famous. Apparently just good-looking. I but uh, that can be just disputed. Yeah, they <laughs> so they do a, a real goofy presentation. Don's under impressed and uh, asks the other guys to leave. Keeps Peggy in there and says she, he's glad she feels that she can feel free to fail. Man, he's tough on her, man. I it really is. Ooh, ooh, a storm's a brewing. Oh yes, yes, indeed. We're just on the edge of it right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but he, he's he's very unhappy. He sends her. On her way, and, and uh, you know, she goes out to the guys. It's like he hated it, and they're like, "Yeah, but it's still, you know, we still got to eat. It's still your birthday." So we find out it's her birthday, mm-hmm. and uh, they take her out to lunch. But uh, but I believe before they come in and say, "Hey, it's your birthday. Take her out to lunch, John." A bomb is dropped. Ba bam! Uh, we receive uh, a little gift and uh, a couple flowers from our good old drunk friend Duck. Yeah, this is hysterical. I mean, he is in some tiny corner apartment. I think, foot. actually, there was a sign. It's called the Duck Pond. That's where <laughs> he's, he's calling from, the Duck Pond. Uh, or also, uh, if anyone is interested to know what rock bottom looks like, uh, that's what that scene is about. Now, I don't know if you noticed this, because he sends her stuff, and she's like, oh, you remember my birthday? How nice. Did you open the present? She's like, I'm opening it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw what she opened. She opens a, a thing of cards. She does. And the Business top cards. Thing, the top thing is Phillips Olsen advertising. Like, wow, you know, she, she would have her name on the company. How impressive. Mm-hmm. If you look at the bottom of the card. Yeah, I did. It has XXX Madison Avenue. So, so this means that Duck spent a fair amount of money, although it's no diamond necklace, on a, uh, a box of generic cards. <laughs> well, let's stupid. be honest. Uh, they are extremely generic, so I, I doubt he spent very much at all. No kidding. Uh, but uh, Peggy, being 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 the sharpest knife in the drawer, uh, asked the correct question, John. Uh, hey, uh, what happened over at Gray? Oh, you know, I don't... Stuff. <laughs> it was mutual. <laughs> it, you know, something. Uh, it turned out that uh, a Duck had been fired. Um, of course, the, uh, the uh, scene uh, from the awards banquet got passed around. Uh, we do know he's back on the bottle, John. Indeed. And we can hear his, uh, his glass clinging uh, the whole, during the whole conversation, and so can Peggers. Absolutely. And, she, you know, she, because it's, it's actually, if he was sober, this would be a, a remarkable pitch, you know, having, a, having three decent-sized clients. Oh, that's all lies. You know, I think we learned from his last his last stint of employment that he kind of lies about clients. Yeah, indeed. So, anyways, but uh, you know, she sees it for what it is—a uh, a not thought out plan. And uh, when he pulls out the, I need to see a baby. Oh, You're the best yeah. thing going for me, baby. I'm falling apart, baby. <laughs> I'm falling apart. <laughs> I love you. Yeah, and was, she, uh, uh, you know, was... she hangs up. 
As she should. Yes. Uh, that's when the boys come in and say, let's go to lunch, and it's your birthday. We'll even let you talk, uh, which was nice. Um, we then uh, we then move back over to Don's office. Uh, actually, he's just coming back from the restroom. And uh, Blankenship, my favorite character, uh, says that he has a call from the West Coast, John. Yes, yes, and we know this is going to be bad news. As but does Don. What I find is interesting is that uh, today's date is a full four weeks after Easter. And the last time we saw them, he said he was going to take the kids out for Easter. Oh, I so see. So we actually don't know if that happened or not. Well, we are assuming it did. I, can you assume that? You can't, being that he could have slept through all of Easter. Or just missed it from alcohol. Hey, sometimes that happens, John. But uh, So he gets the news, calls Stephanie. You know, at this time of day, it's, um, it's around noon. Oh, know? did he call? He didn't call, did he? No, he didn't call. No, he gets, the, he gets the message. Right, he gets the message. He doesn't call back there. He goes in his office. He looks at the picture of, uh, of him and Anna, and man, that's the last thing you want to hear. So he kind of just avoids the call altogether. Right, right. But uh, at least for now. Indeed. And so, um, so he avoids the call, and the next thing we have is our good old buddy Roger with the, you know, the quick word, walking in and saying how the night's ruined. Uh, the AA club is going to be joining them for dinner and the fight. And uh, how he's very disappointed in this. Well, uh, Freddie uh, and his friend will just tell funny stories that end up with them crying, apparently. And, uh, and Don says, you know what? I probably would better work on Samsonite. Yeah. And so he gets himself out of it. It's easier just to, uh, it's easier just not to work than have a horrible time uh, with folks that aren't going to be drinking, John. And well, I think that was the point. I think the, that's the reason he didn't do it, because he, he had planned to spend the night drinking. Oh, indeed. Uh, and uh, let's just say the Mad Men recap does not endorse uh, drinking more than you should. Just the right amount, John. Yes, yes, as my gin and tonic is about gone. Yes. Uh, so, uh, as he says he won't go, Roger is terrifyingly sad. Uh, but uh, he puts his foot down. Oh, yeah. He's like, look, this, you need me for this more than the fight. You'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Have a good night. He then sits back down, looks at the little uh, note again about how he needs to call. It even says urgent there. And, uh, man, do you want to avoid making that call? And so does Don. We then move on to the uh, creative team. Um, not really working too hard on Samsonite, uh, sitting in the creative room. Uh, uh, have you noticed this, like, some last couple episodes, some more, like, just absurdly obvious product placement? Uh, oh, I, the Budweiser product yeah. placement? Hey, and man. It, the Canadian Club, what, like last episode? Canadian Club makes sense. Uh, and so does the Budweiser. I'm fine with it. All right. They're using the old labels, at least. At least they're being period with it. Come on. You'd expect nothing less. Indeed. But yeah, so they're still kicking around ideas for the uh, the, the Samsonite stuff. And uh, Beggars has had enough of the uh, wholly uninspired douche crew, too. Man, they are not good at things. Um the thing is, is she's, uh, she knows that uh, she's going to a birthday dinner tonight with her uh, altogether um, very important, uh, apparently, uh, boyfriend, yes. Mark. A romantic, candlelit dinner for two. Of course, John. Well, how else would you do it? Well, we'll see. <laughs> uh, so she takes off her crown, and uh, she's like, that's enough for tonight, and leaves. Um, and then the guys are sitting there having some beers, and... Uh, Big Red comes out and says, I don't like looking out of my office and seeing uh, a dump. And now oh. this, is, this is where Joey, uh, who, who maybe weighs 100 pounds on a good day, 
is like, I get paid as much as a janitor, so I'm not doing it. Uh, and I'm like, man, Joan could just walk over there and literally break him into several pieces. Easy. My goodness, he is he is literally nothing. He's a tiny man. But you know she, you know, because she refused to make him his drink uh, last episode before the Cleo. So now he's being a little smarty to her. I don't like it. I don't like it. I mean, Stan looks like maybe he could hold his own with Joan, but those other two little guys? Oh no, she could take them both at once. Oh seriously, no problem. One one hand. But anyway, uh, anyway that was a quick scene, and we see Peggy freshening up for her dinner, and who should come into the restroom? But a very pregnant Mrs. Pete Campbell. Oh, I, have we changed? We should change her name to Heinous Bitch, Mrs. Pete Campbell. Yeah, this one was a. Yeah, this was. Man, Trudy, Trudy, I'm serious. I would have slapped you in your face. Slapped you right in your face if I was Peggy. On which comments? All of them. <laughs> she would have come out of there so red and beaten. It would have been awful. <laughs> uh, I know. Right, she, the, she, she says, you know, 26 is still very young. Oh my God, who are you? And uh, she's like, you're witty. Oh, that's hard. That's harsh. First of all, she is witty. Thank you, Trudy. Second of all, as we're, as we're leaving the bathroom, yes, uh, she, she gives uh, Peggers a shot in the face about not being uh, married yet, which is right. uh, altogether unneeded, John. And if anybody else's uh, fathers out there loves blood sports, please let me know. Oh, I have yet God. to hear that before. I, oh, ladies who love blood sport? Yeah. And a lot of raw meat? Yes. I'm, I think, you know, on further review, it turns out that the Campbells are a perfect match. Because, <laughs> and I feel, if everyone will remember back, how badly Pete Campbell wants to kill an animal uh, and eat it. Apparently he just needs to tell this story to Trudy because she wouldn't even cook it. Oh, there's a vacation form right there. Oh, my goodness. All right, so everybody's day is winding down, but not, not Don Draper's. But can, can, I, can I just say one thing? Okay. One thing I'm getting tired of. Yeah. This goes, and I, I'm I'm speaking only to you now, Matt. Uh, when Peggy and Trudy come out of the bathroom, uh, Pete gives yet another longing look, of like I might have married the wrong woman. Oh really? Yes. There's think... a, yet another oh, one of no, those. I thought this was a much more like uncomfortable look of, oh yeah. God, what did they talk about this time? Well, exactly. Well, no, he's looking at her. I'm just tired of these Pete Peggy looks. Like, that storyline is, is over, in, in my mind. Like, that's just... No, it's not over. It is totally over. No, it's completely not over. It how, is completely, totally over. I how disagree. How is, like, his bastard child with Peggy not going to find its way to Trudy at some point? That's a whole different thing. But him and her are over. The bastard child, John? The bastard child? Yes. Fine. Bring him back. All <laughs> drugged up and, and whatnot. But uh, the whole Peggy Pete love trying... What? Triangle? That takes a third. The whole Peggy Pete love tension. Uh, I'm done. I'm done. I'm tapping out. All right. Fair enough. There I, there I said it. Sorry. That's all right. So, that, so yes, they all head off to their blood sport, and, uh, and, and Peggy gets called in. Uh, she thinks quickly mm-hmm. for one last little thing with Don. before. Now, keep in mind, this is a Tuesday. You know, this is not a weekend thing. This is a Tuesday night. They're coming in tomorrow for work. Oh, well, welcome to the creative field, my friend. Um, so anyways, she's heading over to his office, and uh, the little guy is like, oh, man, let's get out of here. We don't want to work. And uh, that's, that's a smart little guy. And they are out the door. Because literally, hold on, literally, I mean, I think, I think in the long run it worked out better for uh, Peggy here. But literally, if Peggy had done that, 
It would have been whatever. If Peggy she had done what? It, if just, Peggy had just kind of like snuck out without, you know, getting getting caught by Blankenship, right? Uh, she would have went to dinner. It would have all been fine. Right. But because she went and and said yes, Don, what? Uh, her night her her night was very different, indeed. Well, her whole life changes. Uh, I would say so. Uh, right. So Don calls her in and says, "Hey, man, I want to see what you've got for Samsonite." And she says, "You know what? We were working on it. We'll show it to you in the morning. Don't worry about it." And he's like, "How about right now?" And uh, so Peggy has to go to her office, and uh, and yes, and uh, bring the sketches that she has, which are uh, a little less than uh, enticing. And. Don, uh... Oh yeah! Before right before that though, the, the Miss Blankenship says, "You know, did you get California? You want me to try?" There's a three-hour time difference. <laughs> yes, uh, in our favor, Blankenship. Go home, <laughs> go home, uh, if uh, you can find it. But yeah. yeah, yeah. So Peggy brings in some sketch work. She shows him, uh, you know, the Samson, you know, the the element Samsonite, and uh, you know, is he and Don's like, is that anything like the search for bullshit? <laughs> That's pretty good. I liked also the. Uh, well, what if we just threw one off the Eiffel Tower? Now, now hold on. <laughs> no, we can't do that because it would probably break open, don't you think? Well, I guess. Yeah, that's called lying. Uh, <laughs> there are very good laws against this. <laughs> there's some laws against we're not allowed to do that anymore as much. Uh, that was pretty funny. But uh, so this leaves us with uh, Don telling her he wants to figure this out right now. Now, I don't know why, after Peggy's been working in this, in this field for several years now, if she would think this is only going to take 15 minutes. This well, always you know, takes hours. This always yeah. takes hours. Yeah, uh. but you know, it's the birthday, and she's hoping to get to the dinner. And you know, I, I think that um, you know she probably could have said that at the beginning. I agree. Like, hey, I, it's, it's my birthday. It's a kind of a, a bigger type of deal than just normal dinner. I think Don really would have been like, okay. Yeah, no, I think so too. I mean, he would have gave her a kind of a he would, he would have made her feel bad about it, but he still would have been like, oh, all right, well then leave. Well then, fine. Um, but apparently, as we learned in just a few minutes, uh, you shouldn't care about birthdays uh, after what was it five years old? <laughs> yes, yes. Anything after twelve. Um, but yeah, so so she's like, "Fine, we'll go over this. You're just going to change it anyways." And uh, you know, Don Don's pissed off that she's huffing around. So she, <laughs> do you think elves do this? Oh man, Don Don is Don is in a bit of a, uh, a rage of uh, of uh, he's he's very kind of barking everything at this point. And you know, because he's trying to think about anything than his dead friend. Oh. Indeed, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. He's just trying to put the whole thing off, and so, he's gonna have Peggy help him. So she calls over to Mark, and uh, you know, she looks up the phone number for the restaurant, gives him a call. She's so like, "Look, I'm really sorry. It shouldn't be too long. Be there as fast as I could. Don't leave." But, you know, he doesn't tell her about the surprise and how mom and sister and, and the friends are all there. So. No, he doesn't. Uh, and, you know, we, we, uh, which is, uh, you know, according to Peggy, a horrible surprise when she finds out about it and doesn't particularly like her parents. Um, but this is my question. I know I'm going to jump ahead a little bit here, though, John. If she doesn't like her family very much, why does she still live in Brooklyn? She doesn't. She's been in Manhattan for... Did she move to Manhattan? Yes. Oh, am I even watching the show? Oh, my God. Oh, I am so sorry. I was serious. I thought she still lived in Brooklyn. No, 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 not at all. She's in, she's in town now, my friend. 
I'm sorry. Well, yeah, good point then. Hooray. Good for her. And, you know, the other thing is, I don't think it's that she necessarily hates her family, but, you know, there's a very big difference between a romantic dinner for two and a family dinner. You know, and, that, and she was looking forward to the romantic dinner. I, I always invite our parents to all my romantic dinners. That's not true. That's not true. I live too very too far away. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Uh, so, yes, it quickly turns into longer than what um, Peggy would have hoped. And uh, <clears throat> at, at, in, in this next scene, after she had called, uh, Don's kind of meandering through ideas. He's kind of laying back on his couch trying to... You know, you got to go through a bunch of bad ideas to get to a good one. He's yeah, doing, he's, he's doing talking just about the, the same. Fight. Yeah, he's and he's getting kind of drunk. Like you can tell, he's had a few. Oh yeah. Uh, he does spend most of this episode a bit tipsed. You know what I mean? Oh, a bit I know. Lit, a bit lit. Um, but then the phone rings, uh, and it's Roger calling from a phone booth at a, a, a different bar than where he was hanging out with um, uh, Freddie and his friend at. Um, because he's been sneaking over <laughs> to other bars to get drinks. Uh, and he's, he's calling Don to beg him to come. And when Peggy answers the phone and says that Don's not there, uh, he calls that bluff and says, at the count to three, I'm going to start saying things that you don't want to hear. <laughs> 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 Which I thought was hilarious. And Kate remarked that she would actually like that as her, um, as her voicemail. Uh, <laughs> so when you, when you call Kate, you'll get, uh, I'm going to count to three. <laughs> and then you're going to start hearing things you don't want to hear. That was pretty funny. But, uh, uh, but yeah, so he begs him, and Don's like, um, nope, have a good night. Yeah, I mean, it, he's not, uh, for, for being an ad man salesman, uh, Roger's not selling this idea to Don at all. No, no. But again, Don just wants to drink. Indeed, indeed. And then the fight doesn't, I don't think he really necessarily cares. He has a hundred bucks on it. Yeah, but I mean, that doesn't matter whether he sees it, hears it or not. hundred bucks, whatever, it's going to go either way. Right. Um, after that, we find uh, yet another phone call from Peggy too. Let me just say, they have now, I think, made Mark look worse. The How's biggest that? goober looking dude I've ever seen. I thought he kind of looks like uh, Opie. Exactly. He is so gooped up. Actually, as I'm looking at it now, he looks a tiny bit like the guy from 30 Rock, who's the page. Oh, yeah, a little bit. Kenneth, he looks a little bit like Kenneth here. Yeah. And you don't want to look like Kenneth. Is that right? Well, I don't. I mean, he is a you know big star. Big goob, too, though, on the show. I'm talking just purely <laughs> on the show. I don't know the man, John, please. All right. Uh, well, anyway, uh, Mark is starting to get a little perturbed because how awkward it must be. I can't even imagine how awkward it would be sitting there with Peggy's family and her roommate, who must feel even more awkward. Oh yeah. Um, for uh, uh, for this birthday uh, dinner. For over an hour now. Oh jeez. Not good. And so he he uh, he you know he breaks the surprise to her. He's like, "Look, I brought the whole family down for a surprise." Yeah. And uh, at this point, she's like, "Oh, I'm sorry. Well, I'll be right there." Yep. And, uh, you know, and she goes, uh, she goes, goes to Don to say, I'm leaving. And man, this is a, this is a good one. Uh, what, uh, what this conversation turns into. Is, oh, there's so many great things said here. And I felt bad because I did laugh at a lot of this, but I'm not really? sure. I'm not sure why. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I thought it was acted amazing by both sides. 
Um, but I think it was just the kind of things that Don says are so completely heartless, they are hilarious. <laughs> like like I can't imagine anyone coming back at me, well, as we've been talking about, the you shouldn't care about birthdays anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. And then the other one where she's, where, I think this is yeah, where they're talking about glow, glow code. And I mean, in many ways, I, I'm on Don's side, and as been pointed out, I'm always on Don's side. But I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm on Don's side here with the whole, like, listen, like, you're young. It's my job to pull out the, the, the good ideas and then make them happen. You know, why do you think you're going to, you should receive any recognition? And she's like, you never say thank you. Uh, and he's like, we pay you. That's what the money's for, uh, which is also unbelievably heartless. I don't have to say thank you because we pay you here. Um, I can't imagine anyone saying that to me, uh, but maybe I work at a touchy-feely office. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know about that. But yeah, you know that's uh, you know because she just she wants more credit uh, than she gets during the day-to-day -day activity, and and he's like, you know, it'll come eventually. This yeah, is your, I mean, this she's, is your job. She's very young. Uh, I mean, that's why I'm saying like he's right. I, I, I do think he's right, uh, and she did need to kind of be put in her place there about, like, I mean, oh, all right, all right, fine. Should Don be a little bit more inclusive with, like, thanking her and encouraging her? Totally, totally. But at the same time, I mean, you know, that's what you do when you're young. You, you, you just work. You, you're pulling the levers, man. Well, like you, like you said, I mean, if her original idea for the glow coat was a kid stuck in the closet because of the mopping, I mean, that's a terrible commercial. He has to make it make sense, and he has to be—he has to see the good in that, right? And that's—and that right there is what makes you the boss. I mean, that—you you, got to have the talent to do that. You know, and, and you know, as of right now, his is the name that's on the masthead. You know, I mean, he is the exactly—he is the driving partner of the whole thing. And it's not like he's had his name on the door uh, his his whole career, right? So I I think we're coming down on. Um, that uh, this needed to be said. I, I think Peggy uh -huh. needed to hear that. This is really similar to the conversation he was having with Pete in season one, you know, because he, all he wanted was promotion, promotion, promotion. Exactly. Um, you know, and, and he had only worked a year and a half, and that's about where she is. You know, same type of deal. Very right. nice. You got you to gotta get, get, you, uh, you get what you work for. You got to earn it. You do, you do, you do. And there's going to be some years of uh, chaunchy poopiness in there. We get uh, we 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 then go to the scene because obviously uh, she stormed out. Is this where she cries? Well, uh, not quite yet, because after you know after uh, you know he first after he first tells her you know get over <laughs> get over birthdays, she finally uh, is like you know what I'm gonna do the work and calls Mark back and says look I'm not making it and then they get into a fight because uh, you know. That was that was not a good surprise for her. She thought that he was simply using, um, her you know using her birthday to get in good with her family, uh, which, which is which he, he probably was. He probably was, um, you know, when when she just wanted a nice dinner for two. My and, favorite thing uh, about this scene, which we which which, which we kind of uh, uh, have talked about already, but the fact that the phone uh, in this restaurant has been over to the table like three or four times by now. Mm -hmm. And when uh, when the guy brings over the phone in this scene, Mark says, "Yes, I am that important," which uh, I, I I found to be hilarious. Could not be less true. <laughs> if there's anybody who's completely unimportant, it is you, sir. <laughs> but uh, but apparently he like you know he's like uh, nice knowing you, happy birthday, 
We're breaking up. Bye. And at the same time, here, I mean, I know, I know that we don't, uh, we don't give a lot of credit to Mark. We make fun of him a lot. We don't like him so much. But I, I'm thinking, uh, I'm thinking, any self-respecting guy probably would have done the same thing. Like he's gone through a lot of effort to do this, and from his side, it's like you can't even make it out, honestly. Well, we don't like, know how all... many times like this has or has not happened. You know, like I, you don't know how many times she's called at. 8 p.m. and been like well exactly no no that's what i'm saying like i think him him saying you know what this is over is you know not completely uh probably without uh some substance he is such a tool he is oh man she's so much better off but anyway if if anybody's gonna hold you back in life it's this guy mark so then she comes back in and says that you know she just broke up and then they got into more their fight with her and don and that's where she you know that's that's where he said you should be thanking me and Jesus every morning. Oh, that was that was effing hilarious too. I gotta say, <laughs> making me laugh. Yeah. And it's not that not like it wasn't like like he he definitely has a good yelling voice. The raging was good. Yeah. But it's just the 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 outlandish things that you're saying are hilarious. But you know, so she can't take it. You know, she can't take that her work's not doing good. That her career doesn't seem to be uh you know as, as credited as she'd like. That her you know her. She hates her family, her boyfriend just broke up. I mean, it, everything just came crashing down at once. That's a lot to handle, John. And I don't know if, like, uh, you know, I think um, I think the other thing that made it really bad is that she turned into that girl. Like, if you remember all the way back to the beginning of the series, uh, the very first episode, she's getting a tour from Joan, and one of the secretaries is in the bathroom crying. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, and Joan's like, don't be like that girl, you know? And no, there's, uh, there's, a, there's a place where you can cry, John. Yeah, it's your apartment. Exactly. Exactly. And I got to say, I got to hand it to Peggy. She is tough as nails. She is she is kind of a hero, to be honest with you, because she's playing here with all these jackass guys. And 99 percent of the time. She plays it cool. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, And I I feel as if I feel as if Don had yelled at me like this. I would have also cried in the bathroom. (laughs) There, There I said it. I said it. Oh, man. That was rough. But so, you know, so so she's she's upset, but she stays and, and is still working, just working on her own. And Don which, is also... Which you, which you have to applaud her for, because I feel like a lot of people would have run home. But she constantly has this attitude of, like, I think, a feeling of, you know, I'm not going to let them beat me. Well, you know, and she had really nobody to go home to. You know, her roommate was at this dinner, so she didn't want to <laughs> talk about it with her. Yeah. You know, she's not going to talk to her parents, who were also at the dinner. It's funny because she actually says the exact same thing to Don just a, a few minutes earlier where she says, I'm sorry you have no friends or family to go home to. Yeah. This um, is true. And she really called him out. And the thing is, as I think we see as the episode goes on, Don really appreciates all that. I think he is one of those people that pushes hard. And when you push back, it's one of those things like you appreciate that the person actually has the intestinal fortitude. Yeah, that's how you get you know, his respect. I, and I think that's true with a lot of people. Yeah, Absolutely. <clears throat> Sorry, he's uh he's then kind of drunkenly te- uh, taping himself, um, dictaphoning. Yeah, <clears throat> one of my favorite words of all time. Uh, <laughs> Is that because you made it up? No, that's that's what it's called. It's called dictaphone. Not there's no ing on the end of that. Well, right, fair enough. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, uh, drunkenly, kind of awfully trying to come up with uh, ideas for Samsonite because I mean. When you're on your maybe fifth or sixth just straight whiskey drink... Of the hour. 
chances are uh, the ideas aren't flowing, as we saw in the uh, Life Serial situation. Oh, yeah. But he runs out of tape, and he goes over to uh, Roger's office to try to find some fresh tape, you know, just to, just to have some, some, some fresh recording tape. And uh, next thing we know, he's calling Peggy over, being like, hey, hey, you got to listen to this. You got to hear this. Um, and he had accidentally stumbled on one of uh, Roger's mem- memoir tapes. And he's, uh, we, found out, we find, find out some amazing things. Um, number one... I was one, wondering about that. I'm sorry just to be a stickler, but because I was wondering why he'd be in Roger's. He actually is in uh, Joan's office. Oh, is he? Yeah. But oh, she, I, thought he, I thought he was in Roger's office. Because she just has, she has all the stuff in there. It's kind of like oh, the supply well, that room. makes more sense. I mean, why would you go to Roger's office exactly. for tapes? Yeah, so she's in Joan's office. He's in Joan's office. He gets a tape. Is going to record and then happens to listen to it. We find out that uh, Roger is going uh, through some of his life history, mm-hmm. uh, including that of why Bert Cooper might resent him. And it's not because he is his father's son. No, no. It is because he got in good with the then uh, hell kitten that is Miss Blankenship. I don't even see... Wait, so you're telling me... This is what I didn't quite understand. You're telling me that Roger and Blankenship did the nasty? That's what I'm telling you. And Bert was not too happy about it. <laughs> I just... I threw up in my mouth a little. Although another reason Bert was not too happy about it is apparently he has no balls. He has no balls, John. <laughs> the man has no balls. Uh, <laughs> later... Peggy actually says, uh, does Bert really have no testicles? Yeah. <laughs> now, it's funny, too, because this is, um, we didn't mention it the other episode, but uh, he blames Dr. Lyle Evans for Bert having no balls. And uh, I don't know if people remember, but during the, the Honda episode, uh, he blames Dr. Lyle Evans for some big atrocity towards man. And uh, Mad Men just thought it would be funny to, like, mess with everybody. Oh, that's true. We've been talking about this. Oh, actually, we've, we've forgotten to talk about this on several shows. <laughs> that's right. So they, they made up this name. This Dr. Lyle Evans is entirely fictitious. And mm-hmm. according to a couple of websites, uh, it was included specifically to have all of us Mad Men fans flood Google looking up Dr. Lyle Evans. And that's exactly what happened. I did the next morning uh, after the, the first time they did it. Uh, I looked her up. She is a Canadian. She, there is a there. She, you know, so, someone did exist with that name. And I'm sure everyone's looked this up already. But she was some kind of Canadian like school administrator yeah but i think it was like in the 70s oh it was a long time ago yeah and yeah it wasn't even during this time and i find that to be altogether hilarious the fact that they're doing this yes well played mad men indeed my face is indeed red right now not from that dr levitt's thing but more so from the bourbon so (laughs) so peggy gets over the uh you know the initial anger being yelled at she even opens up to don about how upset she is with the mark and how he doesn't even know her which is kind of i guess the main underlying theme of the whole episode is how nobody knows you know don well, is but, yeah, but you know she doesn't she doesn't just to, i'm sorry but just uh not right away she does not just open up she says uh i didn't think we had personal conversations and i like it that way well yeah no, uh, and he does not press he's like suit yourself okay uh but yes then she does uh she does fall into that uh Obviously bothering her. I mean, you know, it's tough to get dumped in front of your family and roommate, I guess. And, uh, yeah, yeah. But, you know, so she's uh, she's feeling bad. And uh, she sees a mouse, which we saw earlier, and freaks out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then we hear the phone ring. Don, at first, is a little nervous that it's his phone because he doesn't want to answer it. 
No. Uh, and then he realizes it's her phone, and she doesn't want to answer because she thinks it's Mark, when in fact it is not. Foreshadowing. Ha. And uh, we wind up going to some diner to celebrate. Well, he her says birthday. he says, "Well, it's your birthday." Well, at first he was going to catch the mouse with a suitcase. And, and then throw it, throw off, it the off the roof. <laughs> Which uh, I'd like to say to everyone uh, that I actually did here uh, my first year in New York. Uh, we caught uh, a mouse on a, on a glue trap, and we were too tired to walk down the five flights of stairs. <laughs> so we walked up one and threw him off the roof. <laughs> so apparently I'm not the first person to do that. <laughs> anyway, uh, right. Uh, uh, Don, uh, Don says to Peggy, well, it's still your birthday. Let me take you out to dinner. And they go to this uh, altogether horrible diner, Greek diner, no less, um, where uh, Don, I think, uh, which uh, opens up to Peggy, which has kind of become uh, his new thing in the 60s, telling people stuff. Yeah, look, well, you know, he has really, he has no, he has no, like, base anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, he needs to kind of do this in order to have any kind of a relationship. He doesn't have his kids every day. He doesn't have his wife. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't have anything on a regular basis, so he's just trying to not become a hermit. Yeah, and you know, uh, it wouldn't hurt him to have a friend. Right, <laughs> right. Absolutely, because I don't I think, think uh, Roger's the best choice. It just doesn't seem like that. Now, we do find out some uh, something kind of interesting about Peggy that I don't think we knew. Um, that she, when she was 11 or 12, uh, her father had a heart attack and died right in front of her. Which is why she hates sports. Which is why she hates sports, which was kind of interesting. Um, uh, and then Don says that, yeah, she, oh, coincidentally, here's something we have in common. I watched my dad die, too. Uh, <laughs> he got kicked in the head by a horse. And, and she thought she thought that was a joke. Oh, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> that was, this, is, this is another reason why I think this was probably all the people online are saying how great this episode was. I laughed more during this episode than I have the whole season. Like out loud laughed, it was funny. It was a it was it was at the same time a like super powerful emotional episode while being. Um, I mean, one of the things I was gonna say, and I, I was I thought during the episode was like, I'm so glad Roger's back. Roger was funny every time he was on screen this episode. Oh yeah, which, which was only which two was times. A, well, which what which was a nice change from last episode. Right. Um, right. And it was you know, and then the 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 scene again. The scene ends. In, uh, in a very comical fashion. It's like, why is there a dog in the Parthenon? Uh, that's not a dog, that's a roach. Let's go somewhere darker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is all. <laughs> and then they go somewhere darker. I mean, immediately we're in a dark bar, and we're, uh, we're listening to the fight, which is if you, if you looked at the tickets at the beginning of the episode, you know it's now 10.30 at night. So, oh, okay. Yeah, uh, it's, getting, it's getting a little late. Uh, just, just under 12 hours have passed since the episode started. Um, and uh, and the, the, they're just kind of talking about how you know Peggy's attractive. This uh, this was probably my favorite line of the show. Uh, they're talking about you know how you know she doesn't think guys stare at her, and he's like, "Is that what you want? You're cute as hell." And she's like, "Ah, maybe I'm not as pretty as some of your other secretaries." And Don drops the, "You don't want to start giving me morality lessons, do you?" Oh 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 oh! I mean, it's just. He's like, look, people do things, and and he knows, you know, she's done things, and they actually bring that up a little bit. Um, we find out that uh, Peggy's mom thinks Don is the father, only and, because he's the only one that visited while she was in the uh, in the nut house. Right, right. Um, yeah, it's it's I th- it's a really I think it's really uh, I'm actually everything that all the emails we've gotten 
and all the Twitters and all the Facebook things have all, I feel like, resoundingly said how well this episode was written. And I, I have to completely agree because they did this really great thing of kind of somehow capitalizing on this drunk conversation. And I think, I, I think a lot of us ha- has, have had this kind of experience where, like, somehow you end up spending an evening with this person that you're not, you know, that you don't hang out with all the time. And maybe you're drinking a little too much and you talk just about everything. And the conversation winds and turns, gets a little weird sometimes. And I I thought this episode was written like that and just did an amazing job of kind of capturing um, that type of night and that type of experience. When's the last time that happened to you? Every Thursday, uh, I pick a random person to get drunk with. And it's really taken its toll, John. That's awesome. So... (laughs) So we hear the uh, we hear the fight start. Actually, they're talk all that talk is actually during the pre-fight. And another thing that was real famous about this fight is that it lasted exactly ninety seconds. Ninety uh, seconds. Yeah, I mean it, it's kind of like the whole Mike Tyson stuff. I mean, stuff was this thing was over before it started. But one of the guys in the in the bar actually says, "Oh, the fix was in." And there's a there's a ton of controversy on this fight. Um, there, there's one video clip where it looks like Muhammad Ali misses him entirely, and the guy just falls down. Mm. And uh, there's some theory that the um, the opponent Sonny Liston was afraid of the um, Islamic extremists because they backed Muhammad Ali. Is that right? And that that he took a dive. And some other people think he actually put money on himself because he was I think he was a slight favorite to start the fight. Well, that's where Don put the money at. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, it, it, you know, it was a big deal. It was a it was a super short fight, and uh, which probably prompted Don to throw back a couple more. Before hitting the elevator, which apparently in a drunken state is like a rocket. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Apparently, uh, I haven't got on an elevator after drinking thirty-two straight whiskeys or bourbons, so I don't know. But it probably does feel a bit like a rocket ship. And then this was another comical moment for us watching it because Don vomits so much. <laughs> I mean, literally, the toilet should have been overflowing with vomit for as much <laughs> for as many audible vomits were coming out of that stall. Well, even like was, a little thing, you know, she's got him around the arm and like she has to pause a second to like, which which bathroom do I go into? I mean, it's just the whole way it's the whole show has been fantastic. And so, you know, Don's bent over the throne and uh, and, you know, honestly, I really thought when she found Duck going to uh, take a, a poop and... Uh, <laughs> Sterling's office. <laughs> that that, uh, that he just all... he was just drunk enough. He didn't know he was not in the bathroom. Oh, uh, <laughs> that happens sometimes, doesn't it, John? <laughs> from time to time. And, uh, <laughs> that was uh, literally that could be the funniest part of the entire series. Just the fact that he was going to take a shit <laughs> on <laughs> on anything that wasn't a toilet. Well, right when he drops pow, he like drops trow, he cuts one. <laughs> Yes, I know. And the first uh, thing the first thing he says to Peggy is, "Wait a second, let me concentrate." <laughs> uh, oh my, oh my! This was wonderful. This was this was altogether wonderful. Um, he was hoping it was Don's office that he was going to uh, drop a stinky poo in, uh, but Peggy has to inform him that no, you're in Ster- uh, Roger Sterling's office, and uh, I don't think he cares. I think he would have still dropped one. And then, uh, uh, then he gets into the name calling. He, he uh, oh, he does. He, he does. Uh, 
Yeah, it really, uh, really calls calls Peggy a, a whore. Well, oh, well, well, wait, wait, wait. So Peg, Peggy gets him to pull his pants up, <laughs> and uh, he's she is doing a good job of just trying to get him out of there. Um, but Don uh, came out of the bathroom and, and caught them walking through in the hallway, and uh, you know, what are you doing here, kind of thing. And that's where Doug, uh, Duck just you know starts a drunken tear, and he does call uh, Peggy a whore, which was. Not cool, John. No, that's crossing the line. That is indeed. Uh, and, and Don, being the stand-up guy that he is, throws a punch and misses real bad. I, just, um, I, want, I want you to know, my friend, when we see two drunks fight, yeah. we all win. <laughs> well, apparently. Uh, I, this is one thing I wanted to point out that was actually bothering me the entire time. Uh, Don had a little bit of vomit on his shirt. And I, 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 don't, I don't know what he ate that night. But it looks as if he might have only eaten spicy mustard. Because it looks like somebody just took gluten's spicy mustard and rubbed it in one spot of his chest. I've never had vomit that only looks like mustard, John. And I have vomited a few times in my, <laughs> in my life. Uh, well, let's, let's, let's send a strong letter to the prop department, shall we? <laughs> I will. Uh, I, I like how, uh, you know, after he takes a swing, they get into a little, like, tussle-wrestle match, and uh, a duck drops him on the ground and gets on top of him. And I like how he, like, he holds the Kung Fu Panda pose with the, like, the, the claw fist. No, you know you know what move that is, John. But I don't. That is the move, and I'm not certain because I, I'm not a fighter at all. <laughs> but that's the move, I believe, where you ram him in the nose, uh-huh. and it goes up into his brain and kills him. Oh, is that the move? That's the move, John. That's that's the hand gesture you do right before you're going to nose ram him. Nose brain ram him. Brain. Anyway, Duck is so that's smart. why he was saying that's why he was saying that he had killed so many dudes in the war. Duck would have missed. He would have like hit him in the ear. He would have. But anyways, Peggy finally pulls him up and escorts. It's 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 quite the uh, scene though cuz she's got these two Despicably drunk guys wandering in opposite directions. You've got to decide which way to go. She does, and I think she makes the right call uh, and gets uh, Duck out of there. I, I was worried we were going to get into some rapey Duck action. Uh, oh, so really? Glad, yeah, yes, Duck is uh, Duck. Like I said, uh, is at the rock bottom right now uh, and making poor choices, John. Uh, so I was just glad to get uh, get out of that without any kind of to do. But yeah, so she she decides on the uh, the better of two drunks, uh, shoes duck away, and uh, comes in and, and checks on Don. And Don's looking rough. Oh, he has effing had it. And I think this is where she says, "How much longer are you going to go on like this?" Well, because he asks her for another drink. You know, Indeed. this is this is thirty six. This makes an <laughs> even three dozen since this, we started the day. This makes six bottles <laughs> of Canadian Club. And, uh, and that's what, yeah, that's what she says. Look, what, how long is this going to go on? And that's where he says, well, I got to make a phone call and it's going to be bad. And so she kind of gives in and makes him the drink and then he just passes out on her lap. Yeah, indeed. Uh, it, I mean, this was altogether sad. Because, I mean, just the, the completely beaten look that he had from getting taken by Duck. And then, like, coming in and Peggy's like you know how much longer can you do that it was it was a sad it was it was very sad to say the least they pass out on the couch there both of them um, and Don has a vision John mm. 
uh, of seeing Anna's ghost. And she walks into, uh, you know, very ghostly, walks into his office with a Samsonite suitcase uh, and just kind of looks around kind of, uh, you know, as if, like like you imagine she would have done uh, if she had come to visit Don. Been very proud of, uh, of what he's achieved. Um, and she just kind of gives him that kind of knowing look uh, of, of pride and, and walks out. It's very, I mean, I think it's altogether very uh, a, a, a drunken hallucination. Um, because, I mean, it's been on his mind all day. Yeah, and and uh, and she walks away and slash vanishes, and he goes back to sleep. Um, and then uh, we get back from commercial. The sun is up, and he wakes up. He gives uh, gives her a call. That must be. I mean, he's probably calling at what six thirty a.m. local time. So it yeah. is. It is you know dead of night, three a.m. out in California. Uh, and so our friend Stephanie kind of meanders to the phone and answers it and uh, says, "Yeah, you know." Um, She's dead, and Don's really broken up, and you know he he twice wants to just come out there, uh, yeah. And the first time she says there is no there's nothing to take care of. She's gonna he donated her body to science, wanted to go to UCLA med school tuition free, uh, and then he wants to do something with the house. And Steph's like, look, if it's okay, I just was gonna take a break from school and hang here for a minute. Uh, and he's like, sure. Yeah, he doesn't care. And. Um, and, uh, you know, she's like, you know, she kind of has to hang up on him. She's like, look, I'm exhausted. Can I just talk about one quick thing here? I yeah. The, sh- the show might be running a little long. But um, is it me or does Stephanie always have a smirk on her face? Oh, that's you. No, I swear. Everything she says, she you know, acts like she has a smirk on her face. And she's like, she's dead. And then gives like the smirk smile. No, no, it's like a pained smile. No, listeners, please. Someone write in and agree with me on this one. I think you're she's like smirky. She's smug and smirky looking all the time. It drives me crazy. Let me just tell you, I think so far you're about 0 for 8 with listeners agreeing. All right? I know no. I know one time somebody agreed with me. <laughs> well, so back off, that's man. That's only when you thought you sounded like Adam Carolla. Okay. All right. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> but anyway, so so they they hang up and uh, at this point Peggy has woken up and is looking right at him and Don just loses it. He does. He loses it. And let me say, everyone, I am as cold-hearted as they come, but I almost teared up. This was a big one. I'm I, This was extremely emotional. Extremely. I mean, to, just to see Don cry broke my heart. All right. And he cries in front of Peggy, which you don't do, guys. You don't cry in front of ladies. Okay? <laughs> life lesson. Yeah, life lesson right there, and that one's free. Um, you man, know, oh, and again, it's the whole the whole episode of you know the whole the whole thing of the only person that that really knew me. Yep. And um, you know, she's like, "Oh, that's not true." And and as several people have you know commented, Peggy's kind of turning into Anna. You know, I like, think that's very true. I think you really got that feeling. But uh, for me, I want I want Peggy and Don to stay like a plutonic power team. I, I you know I just you don't want to see this turn into anything you know. Romantical. Well, and I, as we get to the end, I think we'll see that you know we're we're in good shape for that being the case. I don't know, John. I think a lot of people think that this is you know this will be a slower, more uh, more uh, genuine romance. Oh, I disagree. I no, I hope not too. I, I I want to disagree on that as well. Well, anyway, so she she does her best to comfort him, and he's like, "Look, you know, go ahead, go home. You can come in late, no big deal." Um, and because he tries to get her away, because he doesn't want to keep seeing him cry 
so she goes sure. away and, and I think what for the third time uh, in the episode decides to uh, rebuff the elevator and retreats to her office couch to fall asleep as the lights come up in the office and she is uh, she's woken up by douche crew too uh, now wait no no hold on, hold on I don't understand why she didn't just go home uh well that's a that's a good question I, I think that she um, is still committed to the project you know I think she still wants to do work I don't um, I don't know actually I don't know why she wouldn't have gone home there. this this I thought was strange yeah but then, as you said, yes, she's uh, she's awoken up by that uh, jerk off uh, Stan. <laughs> uh, you wanted to get that in one more time. Didn't I you? did. I got to get it in. Jerk off Stan uh, wakes her up with a whistle, nonetheless. I, you know, here's the thing. Uh, you know, sometimes uh, you know uh, uh, we, we we might tease the girls at the office. You know, give them a little bit of a hard time. I can't imagine waking any of them up off the couch with a whistle. That seems a little too far, John. Well, this, this is why you don't qualify as a jerk-off. Well, I might. But uh, oh. needless to say, they get her up. Uh, they laugh all over the place. Uh, the two little guys are still unbelievably scrawny. And they told her you know, that she just should have gotten out of there. Uh, that's why they took off when they could. And uh, she gets up then and goes back to Don's office. And he has come up with the champion idea, John. After making himself look like not, uh, you know, vomited drunk. Don does, Don does the amazing. Don can drink all night, nearly die, um, and then just quickly put a new shirt on and look as if he's had 12 hours of sleep. Yeah, he looks, he looks incredible for what he went through. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, he's, you know, he's come up with the idea because so, we heard the fight. Cassius Clay won, and like the very famous photo is the one that's, uh, <coughs> excuse me, is the one that's uh, on the front page of the paper. You know, uh, Muhammad Ali is standing over his fallen opponent with his uh, arm cocked, yelling at him. And uh, so Don has quickly drawn up something with, you know, the, the Samsonite suitcase upright with the competitor down on the, on the and mat. And busted open, yeah. And, um, and so Peggy's, you know, kind of picking it apart. She's like, well, how do we know which was which? And how's this going to translate to TV? Don's like, why are you shitting on this? I gotta agree with Peggy. I don't particularly like this idea at all. Well, I think Don's just capitalizing on a you know really a landmark moment. Yeah. Because the the first the first fight of these two guys gave Ali the title, but it was taken away for the rematch. So it was mm-hmm. a relatively you know unclaimed title. Now he was the undisputed champ. He was an up and comer. He was a he's a big big guy, and uh, I don't know if you would know then, but again, most famous photo almost ever in sports so yep. to, to play off of it, it's not a bad thing um and no i thought that you know i thought this was great when she was like you know what it's really good and uh and don you know just reaches over and grabs her hand and uh i don't know if you remember but uh, again going all the way back to episode number one season one uh the end of the episode peggy comes in after having been instructed by joan and she kind of uh, puts her hand on don's hand and in a real awkward attempt at being, you know, flirtatious and seductive. Mm-hmm. And Don kind of lets her have it. Like, you know what? I'm not your boyfriend. You let Pete Campbell in here again, you're fired. You know, it doesn't work. And then we come to today, six years later, amazing uh, journey for both of them. And they're, you know, they're equals. They're close. They're, they're great. Well, and, and at the same time, I, I took that, that kind of hand grab as just being like a... a, a, like a uh, an emotional thank you 
yeah. for being there. You know, yeah. like thanks for thanks for you know hanging out and being a friend for me because right. I don't have any. Which is because I'm kind of a dick. You know, and that, that's what she was uh, really upset at earlier was never getting him to say thank you. Yep. Yep. Well, well done. Uh, th- then uh, the scene kind of, or the episode kind of ends with uh, Peggy taking off to uh, go have this stuff sketched up. And uh, she, she says, uh, you know, door open or door closed. And, uh, and Don decides door open. Uh, you know, then I think that's just kind of obviously one of those things. Like, you know, he's, I don't think he's, you know, I don't think this experience has changed his life necessarily. But I think he could start being a little better. Oh, yeah. You know, and I, I think the, uh, the door open is kind of kind of talking about that, obviously. And I think, he, you know, I think he's, he saw in, in Dick where he might be going. Or in Dick, in Duck. In Duck, yeah, yeah. I think that was, that was, that was a wake-up call. He was down on Duck's level. And, uh, and man, that's the last place you want to end up. Yeah, you don't want to go to the pond. Whew, swimming around the pond like a douche. <laughs> and that's it. Anyway, John, that's the end of the episode. Thank God we did it. Great episode. Well done. Well done. I think uh, this is one of your best. Oh, thank you. Not only one of the best. Uh, I mean, and, and a lot of people said this was their favorite episode so far of the season. I think I say, we. I think we might say that every episode. Uh, but it was. It was a really good one. It was really enthralling and really entertaining. And I don't think everyone left this episode feeling horrible. <laughs> yes, we win. For, for a change. <laughs> now, now, Paul, before we get to the, the mailbag, I know you're eager to open it. I, I Man, that's the only one thing I like to do. But let's, let, let's, uh, let's, let's pump the brakes for one second. Okay. I want to get to something, I get to something that you, you put up on the, uh, on the, the Mad Men Rike Facebook page. Oh, do? Okay, yeah. All right. I don't know how many of the people out there listening to land saw this, but you put up a link to the Rolling Stone site. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did. Now, they did the they did the, the photos for an article that they did in the current issue of the Rolling Stone television uh, magazine, which I just bought yesterday. A television um, magazine? Yeah, it's like the, the television oh, issue. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 I got you. Okay, okay. yeah. Um, and so, but, but even on the website, if you go to the website and you look at the photos they post, under the two that are of January Jones, mm-hmm. the quotes that they quote her are the reason why everybody hates her as an actress. All right. This okay. This is a quote. Let's hear it. Let's this hear it. is Come a quote out. from January Jones on Betty Draper. Quote: "I need not to think about my character." What? Oh, well, right. No, because it's her. No, because she's not an actress. No, she has hey. no, no, Whoa. no. She's Whoa. not an actress. She went to Europe to be a model, and then decided, "I'm tired of Europe and modeling. I want to try act." She never went to school. She never took lessons. Wait, wait, oh, wait. Are, are you saying that this reflects? Betty, because she wasn't a model in Europe, and then became a mom and was horrible at it. Wait a minute! Wait a minute, John, are you breaking this down for us? <laughs> no. Okay. She's just terrible. Uh, she also <laughs> says that uh, Be- January also says that Betty is so blissfully ignorant in certain ways, so I feel like I should be too. I mean, right? Okay. I mean, this is this is this is, I think, why it's so difficult to get behind her as a character because it's so poorly developed. Oh, you're saying she's so poorly developed? I, no, I think that the actress does such a poor job right. of developing her. Not not that the right. I mean, because I just you know, let's just you know what, let's just. I feel like she's uh, 
She's easy to kick, John. And have we not kicked her enough? I mean, she wasn't in this episode to kick. Right, but that's pre- what I'm saying. The Leave preview showed us she's coming back. Oh, is she? Yeah, she's in the next one. Uh-oh. Yeah. Well, that gives everybody a reason to email. Oh, 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 uh, uh, Alexis, I, I was hoping maybe that um, <clears throat> uh, that Betty could be our first uh, female uh, cover of Douche Magazine. Oh. Think about it. Think about it. All right. Anyway, moving uh, on. Can, can, can we open the mailbag? All right. I think that was enough suspense. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. So <laughs> as we were talking earlier, the, the mailbag really, I mean, this busted at the seams this time. All right. We are we are full on. So we're going to we're going to blast through these bad boys with all of your thoughts and insights and how can people send us these wonderful emails? Oh, they can. Uh, it's real easy everybody. It's just staff at madmenrecap.com, uh, which is our website madmenrecap.com. Just put staff in front of that and it comes to both John and I. We both read them, but Dr. John here will reply to you uh, with his thoughts. Absolutely. And you know, as as what usually happens, we do the show Monday night. So yeah. we get a few emails from the previous show uh, before the next one comes out. So the first few of these are going back to the last episode. Okay. All right. Um, uh, Willie writes in wondering if Roger would have also been uh, been down on uh, Germans since he was, you know, anti-access during World War II. I think I, I don't think I would agree with that. Roger probably would have been uh, less anti-German since he was actually fighting in the uh, Pacific. Oh, I don't. It's so easy to be anti-German, though. Let's just say that. <laughs> Moving on. Thank you, Willie. Laura writes in and says that uh, she had a light bulb moment. This would be good uh, for Kate if you can find her in the sick ward. Um, she was worried. She was wondering about um, uh, where the guy that was playing Chaw was from. And, right. And we oh, found that right. he was Allie Big Beal, but he was also a recurring character on Desperate Housewives. Oh yes, indeed. Uh, which is why it looks so so uh, so familiar. So thank you for that, Laura. A uh, good friend of the show, Smug Phil from Vermont, uh, writes ah, yes. in, loves the, uh, loves the episode, because um, it was uh, pretty upbeat, thinks that uh, uh, that we're doing a good job. Um, if you remember that Peggy was awarded the Smuggest Bitch of the World Award. Oh, is that right? Uh, back when she uh, got uh, nuded up there with Stan. That's right, that's right. And, uh, and, and Phil, who actually is a member of the Smug Club, says that he... <laughs> The current Smuggest Bitch of the World uh, trophy is resting on Perez Hilton's mantle. Um, and that last year, it belonged to Martha Stewart. <laughs> thank, thank you, sir. Thank you, Phil. Uh, Regina writes in and says, thanks for, uh, for reading the podcast and taking time to write back. Uh, she was uh, Regina defended Betty last time. Right, I remember. And uh, the main reason she defends Betty is because her husband hates Betty, and the people that hate Betty agree with her husband, and she can't have that. <laughs> And I think that's as good of a reason to defend her as anything. <laughs> Very well done. Good as any. And, and uh, also wonders why uh, January keeps getting nominated for Emmys. Um, Drew wrote in and says he just started listening to the, the podcast. Loves it. Thank you, Drew. Mm-hmm. That, uh, this is his first time writing in. And says, listen, Paul, you cannot hate on Henry Francis for being with Betty, because let's not forget, Don married her too. Hey, I'll that, do what I want. That she has evil powers of seduction. Uh, they can't. He doesn't like Stan, the art director. Feels like it was kind of a con- contrived conflict for Peggy. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's you, you got to have an art guy. We uh, needed a new douche crew. We don't have Kinsey anymore, man. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And I uh, like like that she took him on for the whole uh, uh, nudist thing. Uh, he's hoping that there's an, an episode where we get uh, Glenn Bishop and Pete Campbell in the same room, 
just for the uh, generational creepster irony. I believe that would uh, cause a paradox and would uh, tear a hole in the space-time continuum. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Uh, a good friend, Paul in Minnesota. This is the one that you really liked and got a kick out of, Paul, because right, right. Paul calls you out. Oh, as, as Paul's can. As, <laughs> for, uh, for, not, for refusing to take Don off the pedestal. Um, how you're always, uh, you're always kind of backing him up and making excuses for him and he even, um, he even uh, gives a, an idea of what it might be like if Don ever pees himself and you, you would back him up on that too. Probably. I probably would. <laughs> <laughs> and I was interested to see just how low Weiner might, uh, might take uh, Don and agrees that, you know, everybody's really a shade of gray and we'll see if we can get some good out of him coming up. He obviously, he likes how there's always one of those cringing episodes. Or cringing yeah. moments, you know? It's like uh, just so, something that's hard to watch, but it's, it's so well done. Indeed, indeed. And, uh, and I'm always, I'm back and he's the, star, he's the star of the show, man. The show's based around Don. How can I not like him? That means <laughs> I don't like the show. Do you want me to stop liking the show? What would that mean if you stopped liking the show? I don't even want to think about that, Paul. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, we got another email from a good friend out in Ireland, Catherine. And uh, this may make you cringe, my friend, but she backs me up. We had a little discussion last time on the shits and how you didn't think they had been using that term this, until the fourth season. I and, think uh, I want to I come down on the fact that we're both right here. Okay, she calls out several other times that they used the, the, the shits. Then that we're talking about the word shit here, people. Shit, the word. Uh, she, she went back and found out which times they used it. Uh, that time that uh, Betty stepped on the glass, she said shit. And there was a couple other times. It, it, it doesn't matter. I, w- I would like to point out. I would like to point out though that was really like two times in three seasons. They have used the word shit in every episode this season. That's your argument. Is that strange? <laughs> Why is that strange? I love. I would like. I think we should make it a point to use the word shit more in our show, John. Moving on. Uh, okay. We got an email from our friend Brian who points out that Mad Men now has officially made it. As a popular show because it has become a porn parody. Wait a minute. Wait, who, who wrote this in? Uh, this is a, a good friend of the show, listener, uh, Brian. Brian, Brian, listen, pal. Uh, I mean, let's be honest. We all love porn, sure. Uh, you may be spending a little what? too much time looking for porn parodies, though. <laughs> Come on, man. Oh. Keep your head at, this is a family show. Christ oh, that's sake. right. That's Come right. On. Speaking of a family show, our friend Kim, who called you out on having this not be a family show, says that she not only did she like the email being mentioned, but actually broke out in laughter when you said, this is a family show, F you. <laughs> <laughs> and that she wants to warn you that apparently, and you may know this, that there are, uh, you can get tickets for outbursts of emotion on the New York City subways. I have oftentimes been ticketed for smiling. So... <laughs> Uh, so thanks for that, Kim. Kathy writes in and, and uh, just really got a kick out of the duck fart. Um, oh, that was brilliant. <laughs> which was fun. Uh, one, one question I think that is worth addressing. Uh, a friend Kimball writes in and says, Does Stephanie know that Dick is Don? Because we, remember, we did not know. We thought the whole California crew only knew him as Dick. That was very clever. No, I, uh, Cause I if, thought about, yeah. If, if she left a message with Blankenship, you know, Blankenship doesn't know any Dick Whitman. Mm-mm. So this may yeah, be, I don't know. That's that's a that is a good one. That is a good catch. So either they know they know, or we have found a hole. 
I feel like it must have been explained at some point because man, they're pretty good at at, uh, at making sure everything meets up. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, and our uh, outside, we, we said thanks to everybody that sent in our three things: Mrs. Tilden Katz, Ken, and Maya that help with those. Thank you. Well done. Thank you so much. It saves me at least a half an hour. And uh, our uh, our last one, a friend from uh, Long Island, Andre. Oh uh, yes. States a fan from the first damn show. First damn show. Uh, but says that um, he really notes that in the previews that uh, Lane is loving our country more and more. Not only does he have a Mets pennant, but now he has miniature Chrysler building and Statue of Liberties. <laughs> uh, he likes that Don is reaching out a little bit to uh, to Peggy, and um, he thinks uh, he really thinks that uh, Don should have been sober enough to land that 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 cross on the uh, on Duck. I mean, oh, I agree. Duck can't hey. move that fast. Well, hey, you know, he was he was drunk when he threw that punch, and apparently he and, and our friend here was drunk when he wrote this email, John. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Several uh, several whiskey sours into the uh, thing. He says that the uh, <laughs> he says that uh, he does not like the new douche crew at Sterling Coup. Um, <laughs> Sterling Coup. He thinks that the uh, <laughs> the tapes of Roger's book are priceless, Indeed. and um, also thinks that. Uh, the show has gotten immeasurably better in the sound quality. Kudos to you, my friend. And Thank that, you. That'll put a nice, uh, pleasant little bow on the Mad Men mailbag. Woo! All right, everybody. Well, thanks a lot for sending in some mails. It is John and I's favorite part of doing the show, and we hope you send some more. Uh, if you don't feel like sending an email, that's okay. We don't mind. We love them. But you know what you should be doing. What hurts my heart if you don't, join in our Facebook fan page. That's right. We have jumped up in members quite a bit from last time and we really appreciate it it makes me feel good john because we don't get payment for doing that show we don't but we do feel like we do when we see another member um on the uh on on the fan page so if you haven't go join up it's just called Mad Men recap search for it and find it and you'll recognize us because we're on there and uh man i comment as much as humanly possible a lot of times i do just click the like button because i don't spell so well but uh it does uh we do we do peruse it constantly, constantly, John. Uh, now, don't forget, we also have uh, our webpage, madmenrecap.com. And uh, I'm working out a few bugs with uh, the audio not posting correctly. Uh, but don't worry, I'll have some kind of workaround uh, for this show. Uh, now we other al- than that, we also oh, do and, the, uh, and tweets, the, the live tweets. We didn't do them for this show because it was a holiday, people. We got to have some time off. As I've mentioned before, it's a free show, so <laughs> we aren't... <laughs> Where, we were, gonna, where were you for the live show? Where was I? Yeah. Uh, I was I was hanging out with some friends, uh, ha- having a few drinks. Uh, it was it was lovely. We were at a we were at a cookout, and then we were at a uh, an, an outdoor porch here in here in uh, Park Slope. It was lovely. Fantastic. Where were you, by the way? I was at the uh, the greatest show in all the land, the uh, <laughs> the Cincinnati, Ohio Labor Day fireworks spectacular. Woo! Everybody knows about that, don't they? <laughs> No, no. Uh, no but even though we didn't make it, we still had some great tweets we from did, people yeah. that uh, that caught up with us during the show. So really, uh, thank you to uh, well, th- th- thanks for know. doing our job for us. Yeah, no, they were they were really funny. Kathy, Jeffrey, uh, Connor, those were great. Um, really, really well, fun to read. So we, we make sure to to read those, and then uh, we also in a constant search to make this the best podcast in the land. Uh, trying to get those uh, ratings up on the iTunes. We're up to 60. Another uh, two very nice uh, reviews from Abram and Mini Madman. Thank you so much. 
Uh, we're on the iTunes podcast page, Mad Men Recap. And, Thank uh, you. We're, Check we're, that out. John, yeah. I'm, cutting, I'm cutting you off. What? I'm cutting you off. It's time for us to go. Thank you once again, everyone. We will be back next week with another recap, and hopefully we'll have our special guest here with us again. John, I bid you farewell. Good night. Goodbye. Hey, recappers. We need to check out this thing called Miso. Miso is a fun and easy way to share what you're watching on TV with your friends. Here's the thing. Uh, it, GoMiso.com, G-O-M-I-S-O.com. What it allows you to do through Facebook or Twitter is to share with your friends what you're watching, and they can comment on it. Like, they can like it, or they can write a comment to you about it. The thing is that Miso helps you in this cool new way to find shows you like, and to keep track of the shows you watch the most. So they make it really easy. Uh, they, have a, they have the apps for you. You can get them on the iPhone or the iPad, or you can even do it on the web. And it helps you find the shows you're watching the most, and then you can check in on them. Either way, uh, check it out at gomizo.com. That's G-O-M-I-S-O.com. That's too much. You can always just go to badmanrecap.com where we have everything linked.